Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our gospel lesson this week comes from Luke 24. Now, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all of the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he was going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road? while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and they returned to Jerusalem and they found the 11 and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had, how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Okay, let's start with unpacking where we are in the Gospel of Luke. So far, Jesus has been crucified and buried. In the beginning of chapter 24, we learn that the women went to the tomb to bring fragrant spices for the body. 
But once they got there, they found that the stone had been rolled away and that Jesus's body was missing. Have you ever been witness to something that left you speechless? Like a pit in your stomach that just weighs you down? Unable to move? You're unable to formulate a sentence, much less process all that you've been witness to. I imagine that is what these women felt standing at the foot of the tomb. Then suddenly, two men in gleaming bright clothing appeared and the women were afraid. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? I imagine them being more confused. What could they be talking about? It was these women who stood from a distance and watched Jesus's death. It was these women who helped lay Jesus's lifeless body in this very tomb just a day or so earlier. Then these gleaming men reminded the women of what Jesus had already taught them, that he would be handed over to sinners, crucified, and then on the third day would rise again. They remembered Jesus's words and went back to tell the apostles all they had seen. The apostles did not believe the women. Verse 11 actually says that their words struck the apostles as nonsense. Peter even went to the tomb to see for himself, but he left the tomb wondering what could have happened. Now, as a 21st century reader, we know the story, right? We know what happened. Just a couple of weeks ago, we kicked off the 50-day Easter celebration where we proclaim Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. We are shouting our hallelujahs and talking about the hope of resurrection and what it means for our lives. But I want to challenge us this morning. I want us, as we read this passage, to try to put ourselves in the disciples' shoes. Because you see, I imagine it being a whirlwind, being a witness to so much violence and pain and grief, unable to process all that has happened. The rumors of Jesus's body no longer in the tomb start to make their rounds and there's confusion. What are we supposed to believe? Mostly, I imagine there being an overwhelming sense of hopelessness. That's the tone of our passage today. Today's gospel lesson happens on the same day that the women found the empty tomb. These two disciples are leaving Jerusalem and making the seven-mile journey to Emmaus. Why are they leaving Jerusalem? We don't really know. All Luke tells us is that they are grieved by their recent experience. They are talking to one another, hoping to make sense of the nonsensical when Jesus himself walks alongside them and joins them on their journey. But they are prevented from recognizing him. As they walk along, Jesus asks these two disciples what they are discussing, discussing and they're flabbergasted, like, who doesn't know what's been happening happening in Jerusalem over the last several days? Literally, everyone's talking about it. It's all over the news. It's a trending topic on Twitter. The irony of this question is not missed by the modern day readers. But with their heads down and devastation in their voices, the disciples explain the things about Jesus of Nazareth. 
because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all of the people as a prophet. But they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. And now we're even more confused because his body, which was laid in the tomb, is now missing. Sometimes saying something aloud makes it more real. I wonder if that's what these two disciples felt as they shared their experience with this stranger. In response, Jesus, still unrecognizable, outlines for them the meaning and significance of his own death. It was necessary, he says, that Jesus would suffer, die, rise, and be lifted into glory. Jesus reminds the two disciples of all that was written in scriptures. As they approach their destination, the two disciples notice that Jesus seems to be planning to just keep on walking. But instead, they insist that he stay with them. It's getting kind of late, so they offer hospitality to one whom they believe is a stranger. They offer to be hosts to this traveling companion, this new friend. But as soon as the table is set, Jesus upends the expected social roles in such Jesus fashion that he becomes the host by blessing the bread and sharing it. Verse 31 says that their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. Then the two disciples begin comparing notes. Like, weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road, when he was explaining the scriptures? Finally, they're able to put the pieces together. They immediately get up from their table to make the trip back to Jerusalem to let the others know what they had seen and experienced, that the Lord really has risen. I'm not going to lie. It's strange to be celebrating Easter virtually in the midst of social distancing and quarantine. In a time when many of our neighbors are overwhelmed with grief, trying to process what the loss of a job looks like for them and their family, when the finality of death seems real and scary, when, yes, everything seems to be breaking news, but it's hard to figure out the truth, to know what to believe. Reading this passage this week, I found myself relating to these two disciples on a journey, talking in circles about all that has happened, trying to make sense of it. In my heart, I know the truth. I have heard the stories. I have seen the hope. But it's easy to get distracted, to be consumed with all the noise, to feel lost and alone and like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. We had hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. But friends, the Gospel of Luke reminds us that we are not alone even when we think we are. There is hope despite our feeling of hopelessness. In the moments of pain and grief and confusion, Jesus journeys with us. Though we might not always recognize him until some time has passed and the dust has settled, we can hold on to the hope that in the truth that God will never leave us or forsake us. When I was a little girl, my great-grandmother Pauline would always say, hindsight's 2020. 
And it took me a few years to learn what she was saying and what that saying meant, but experience has proven it true. It is this idea that we can see things more clearly on the other side of them. Like these two disciples connecting dots from their earlier conversation. How could they not recognize that it was Jesus with them on their journey? Well, maybe we understand now more than ever. What I have personally found most helpful during difficult seasons is to develop a practice of intentional reflection. Even if only for a few minutes to just take time, stop and pause and remind ourselves of what we know to be true. To reflect back on the times that God has shown up in our lives before. To take a deep breath and pause and start connecting our own moments of grace. I want you to know that wherever you find yourself right now, you are not alone. Not only are there a lot of people experiencing the similar sense of hopelessness and isolation and confusion as you are, but the good news of the gospel reminds us that God is always with us, even when we're unable to recognize it. We are not alone. In the name of the creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.